And now, from the Coastal Pinball Research Center in beautiful Victoria, B.C., it's Vancouver Island Pinball. Hello again, it's uh, Dan Bitterlick here with episode 27 of the Vancouver Island Pinball Podcast. I'm here with Daryl in the, in the studio, and uh, today's episode is going to mostly be about the largest pinball event in Canada, which just happened uh, about two, three weeks ago, uh, Yagpin in uh, Edmonton, Alberta. And we're also going to have a tech tip as well. And uh, yeah, we're going to be talking to some different people from the uh, event and also just giving our impressions. Well, Dan, yeah, that sounds like a great show. And I think you're going to get a lot of confirmation of that in the upcoming interviews. Uh, how did you find the show? Um, it, w- it was I think lived up to all expectations and then more. Um, I had an interesting little trip out there. I actually drove out. So uh, I stopped in, in uh, a night the night before in Kamloops and I got to play in uh, the league there with uh, Trent and Nick and a whole bunch of other wonderful people. And we had a really cool night of pinball and I, I won the tournament, which was really cool. Um, and then... Uh, oh, you showed them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And then they kicked me out of town. Uh, so then I drove on to Edmonton and, and it's about a, you know, from the mainland, it's about a 12, 13 hour drive. So it was good splitting it up. But uh, the facilities, even when I just got there in the hotel, the facility was really good. Um, Millennium Place, which is sort of a community center you know, in the, in the general vicinity, it's probably about 500 meters away, um, is a great facility. They've got two indoor soccer rinks or arenas that, um, that they get to use for this. And they do have a raised plastic floor on this. I was originally thinking it was going to be concrete and really worried about my legs. And, um, it's still, you know, 10 hours a day is, is a lot of pinball. Um, but, uh, the, the flooring that they had in there was pretty good. Um, yeah, it was, it was well, you know, it was definitely well attended. Uh, I mean, as Derek will attest to later that, uh, yeah, I think we'll get lots of positive, uh, testimonials for what, uh, what new games did you play or did you find some new games? Uh, yeah, there were a couple that I hadn't played. I mean, we've been fortunate enough lately, you and I, and, uh, the crew here to play most of the new games out, but I did get onto, um, Galactic Tank Force, um, shoot for the tank shoot for the tank um great build like the build quality of american is really coming along and i do like it um unfortunately when you're at a show you're getting about 15 minutes so i don't i don't really have an in-depth feel of the game um it looked really attractive i enjoyed the corny uh, videos some people i've heard haven't but i i found them to be fun um i got time on that i um got time on queen again the volume was turned down low it seemed to shoot okay. Oh, that's uh, a shame for Queen to have the volume low. Yeah, that's... I know, exactly. It's a rock and roll. But but you're in, again, you're in a venue with, you know, whatever it was, 250 pins or something like that. And so, you know, if everybody had theirs turned up to 11, then uh, then nobody would be hearing anything. And then what I really enjoyed, and I, it, it's not that new, but it was new to me, was um, the Weird Al Yankovic uh, P3 multimorphic uh, oh yeah machine. yeah that, that sounds fun and yeah it was you know what it's uh, it's been a while since i played a multimorphic i played one like 10 or 12 years ago when they first came out and i played them occasionally at shows but um you know and heist looks really really good and this was actually a pretty good game it was fun i played uh, two or three times on it and enjoyed it um i have no idea about the depth or anything else but it was definitely an enjoyable experience 
Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. So today's episode, we should talk about what's going on. First, we'll just mention a couple news bits. In just a few short weeks, we've got the Northwest Pinball Championships, uh, September 8th to 10th. They are sold out. I believe there's some tournaments that have your ability to win in an entry, um, as far as I know, in the next couple of weeks. But uh, that that show is sold out. And then also, uh, and I'm really happy to talk about this one, uh, we've got the Vancouver Island Pinball Expo coming up. The largest ever pinball expo the first ever pinball expo on Vancouver Island. Um, so that's coming up on Friday, September 29th, 30th and October 1st. Uh, that's being driven by our, our buddies, uh, Tyler and Sean up in Cedar, which is, uh, right outside of Nanaimo for, for those people that know the area and really looking forward to that. I'm going to be there. I'm, I'm TDing the three days and, uh, really looking forward to that. So aside from that, with this episode here, we've got uh, interviews uh, with uh, Cosmo uh, Lauzon and his uh, uh, family. Uh, he had two of his kids there playing with him in, in Edmonton, and they had a really good time, and we'll, we'll be talking to them about that. Uh, Daryl, you've got a tech tip uh, planned for this episode? Oh, I do, yeah. It's kind of a uh, throwback to something I've discussed before, but uh, yeah, I think uh, I finally had the opportunity to work with the obstacles and uh, kind of give uh, a review of those and uh, my experience with them. Awesome. And following that, we'll be talking to the person that won the uh, B uh, finals of uh, match play in Yagpin. That's uh, Nick Greenan. Um, he, this was sort of his first uh, large-scale win. And then we're going to wrap up with uh, just a quick review with Derek Thompson about how the show went, uh, his expectations, you know, lessons learned and things like that. So stay tuned and we'll be back real quick. So off the top here, we're going to be uh, interviewing a, a gentleman that's been involved in the Victoria scene for a while and his family, which is really cool. This is Cosmo Lozon and uh, his kids Griffin, Sasha and Cyprus. It's really cool when you're when you actually get that family vibe going that the, these kids are enjoying pinball and they're coming out to stuff and uh, and uh, this was your first time actually meeting uh, some of them. I mean, I think you've met a few of them before, but uh, it, it was actually I think I had well I hadn't really met. Oh, oh, uh, Sasha. Sasha, yeah, right. yes, because she was at the uh, the women's tournament. Yes. And, uh, yeah, it was a very fun interview, actually. Yeah. And, uh, it, uh, yeah, kids are always great. And to see kids involved in the uh, game was um, was really neat, especially the uh, the littlest one. Yeah. <laughs> she was just terribly cute. It was funny. On the way out, they wanted to play a few of your games. And I kind of I kind of mulled whether I should stop maybe and, and, and play a few. But then I saw the uh, little one playing, and uh, she was pretty good. <laughs> she was. So it, I, I slipped out the door because I didn't want to be... Uh, yeah, it was, yeah. I, it was... She played for probably about 15 minutes, and the reflexes and stuff... Well, you know, I mean, she's she's not a technical player, but but yeah, and she was having a blast. She yeah, it's rare to see, a, you know, a young child just not, you know, flipping the flippers and At banging all. around. Yeah. But she, you know, she was doing some great stuff. But yeah, it's, a, it's very interesting, and uh, yeah, I think Cosmo can be very proud that his... Kids really are getting in into it, and it's kind of a it opens up another channel that I hadn't even thought of with pinball. I mean, it's been just rolling along and expanding and exploding. Now we're getting uh, kids, you know, the video game generation, yep. that are are enjoying it and, and going to shows. They've been to big shows too, so yeah, yeah it was all um, very very eye opening for me and a very uh, very fun interview. And with that said, let's uh, start uh, the conversation. 
Hello again, it's uh, Dan Bitterlick today on uh, Vancouver Island Pinball Podcast. And today I've got family day, family pinball day here. I've got the uh, Lozon family in uh, today, which is uh, Cyprus, Sasha, Griffin, and their father, Cosmo. And uh, yeah, interestingly enough, uh, Cosmo, Sasha, and uh, Griffin were all in Edmonton with us uh, on at Yagpin. Uh, and uh, as you've noticed in this uh, podcast, or in this episode... We've done a lot of uh, Yagpin things, so uh, let's start there. So, um, Sasha, how did you like the trip out to Edmonton? It was good. Yeah? Now, did you guys drive out or did you fly out? We drove. You drove, so you went through the Rocky Mountains? No. Those were the big kind mountains? Of, yeah. Oh, yeah, you sort of have to. If you're coming from the island, you have to. And you guys actually were in Calgary, I think. Uh, Cosmo, yeah, you guys you guys started in Calgary. Like, you, you drove through to Calgary? That's correct. We did the... At the hidden spot that uh, match play tournament or right, strike tournament, that right? Right. Before, there yes. was a pre, a pre, uh, sort of a pre yagpin tournament. Yes. And how did you find that? Well, I uh, enjoyed watching them play because I was uh, bounced out pretty quick. <laughs> but uh, everyone there was uh, super friendly, and, oh, cool. uh, especially Tony. And uh, yeah, we had a really good time, and uh, everyone was really helpful uh, with Sasha and Griffin. Awesome, yeah. awesome. Yeah, I've been looking um, just at stats and stuff. So, I mean, Griffin, you've been playing a few years now. You've been playing since 2021, August of 2021. That's yeah. the first time. Uh, I went back and I looked. You're, you're, you know, you're, you're world famous now. You're on that IFPA. Uh, so you're IFPA famous. So you've been you've been playing at a few of these, and you've actually played in the states. You've you've played in Texas, I think. Yes, and I have. Uh, was the other one uh, uh, Tacoma? Chicago? Or no, Sh- Chicago you played in as well? Okay. No, we well, we went, uh, we decided not to enter because right. it was uh, a bit more expensive. But uh, Sure. No, we didn't check it out there. Yeah. Right, but you, you have played in the Tacoma show as well uh, in events there? No, uh, yeah. I think the other one uh, for Chicago was at uh, Entrium. Entrium, yes, that's the, right. That's the, what it was. You're that right. was a fun uh, tournament the day before. Yeah, very well, cool. Yeah. And you've also played in some of the uh, the youth tournaments as as well. Yes, I played non I played in Texas, yep. but I also played in uh, Yagpin. Right, Edmonton is, and, and so did Sasha. Sasha, you played in the youth tournament. Yeah, and the women's. And the women's, yeah, I know. And, and you have a history with the women's tournaments because you actually were in the first ever BC women's championships. And you finished eleventh, which uh, is a is a pretty important, a pretty impressive uh, number. I mean, that's. That's pretty solid. Do you enjoy it? Like, do you find do you find the tournaments fun or? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's not intimidating. You're just up there having a good time. Yeah, sometimes. That's well, it's the right way to look at it, right? It really is. I mean, uh, people. Some people do get intimidated. I know I do, but it, it's better if you can just go out and have a good time and not not let it get into your head. And Griffin, how about you? Do you enjoy the youth tournaments? I like the youth tournaments, but I prefer the older ones. Right. You're beating up on the old guys like me. I know. Griffin ruined a perfect night for me the first time I played him um, at Powerhouse here locally. I had a perfect night going until I played him on Medieval Madness, and it was no longer perfect after that. Actually, I've got to commend you, Griffin. Right now, you're sitting number 62 globally in the youth. I don't know if you've looked at this. But you're, you're overall for for juniors, you're right now number 62 globally. However, if you took the 12 and unders, because that goes up to 18, you are actually currently number 13 in the world for people that are 12 and under. So uh, I did a little bit of math today. I had some spare time. <laughs> <laughs> but let's go back to Edmonton again. So you, you were down in Calgary, and then you drove up from Calgary. 
That's right. Right? And um, I, I think you were staying at the same hotel as I was, the Best Western, which I personally I found to be quite convenient and actually a, a really good setup for getting to and from the uh, the convention or the millennial place. The thing. Yeah, Yeah, it is super uh, friendly. Last year when we went, uh, we got there a bit early. We flew in and uh, I think we got there like 10 and I just uh, asked if we can leave our bags there. And they let us check in. So yeah, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and the same staff was there this year. Yeah, too, no, so and yeah. I, I, yeah, I found them the same way. Like, I, I think I've said before when we were interviewing with Derek, um, I said, you know, they were opening the hot tubs late and doing all sorts of stuff for, for people so that you could actually enjoy yourself. Because they're long days. Like, people that don't go to these things don't realize that, you know, you're talking, you know, eight to ten hour days when you're playing. And, I mean, the fact that the kids enjoy that, I think, is fantastic. Um now, Cypress, you've got a whole bunch of pinball machines at home. Do you have a favorite one? A Godzilla. Godzilla, yeah? And, and what's your favorite part of it? Like all the lights going, or do you like getting multi-ball, like when you get more than one ball going? What, what do you like the most? A multi-ball. Yeah, multi-ball? That's awesome. I, I think this is fantastic. I mean, a family that's got uh, three kids under 12 playing, or 12 and under. I mean, Griffin's looking at me saying, I'm 12. And this under 12 stuff. Almost 13. Yeah, exactly. I keep forgetting how important that is. I try to forget birthdays now. But, uh, no, they're important when you're younger, for sure. So that's really cool, Cypress. And and you're having fun when you're playing? You enjoy it? Yes. Okay, thank you. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, I'm curious because, again, uh, when I travel, I'm traveling just as a single or, you know, with a buddy or something like that. How much goes into the logistics of trying to figure out these type of trips when you're a pack of three or four, things like that? Well, it depends. Uh, like, uh, so last year we drove to Texas uh, f- for the festival there, and uh, it was just me and Griffin. And uh, I'm the kind of guy that just uh, makes sure I have my credit card and uh, fly away and see my pants. Okay. And then we went this year with the whole family. Uh, we planned a bit more. We could have did a better job, like arranging events on the way down. Sure. But no, it's... They're good travelers, and uh, they're not spoiled, so they uh, know that we get what we get, and yep. uh, we go from there. So it's, it's not too bad. No, that's uh, cool. Yeah. Uh, my only worry sometimes is uh, when we go to something like this that some of the adults will cheat them unfairly. Or, uh, not oh, I, I think it's a, it's a fully valid concern, right? Because, I mean, we've all seen some people do get a little over-competitive. Um, you know, and are just looking for any advantage or whatever they can get. And, and it's wrong. Like, I mean, I think we have to realize what we're doing. It's a recreational activity, um, you know, and you got to get the scope of that in there. And even some of the language and stuff that goes on at times can, you know. Now, they did a pretty good job, I thought, at Yagpin in general of making sure people weren't getting too too crazy. Um, you know, when it gets right down to the end, it can be tough. And speaking of right down to the end, I mean, you, I mean, Griffin, you got one round further than me. You, you got into the top 16 in the B finals, uh, of, of the match play, which is, I mean, that's already a task cause you've, you've gone two days of 10 hours ish, and then you're playing again way too early the next morning. Um, you know, but you, you actually got through, you got through a round. I, and actually the same guy that knocked me out at Foo Fighters the round before, unfortunately, was the guy that took you out on Foo Fighters. I was watching the game from a distance. That was sad. But, um, you know, it happens. But, uh, Cosmo, you actually had pretty much your best results since I've known you. You had, uh, were in a tiebreaker to actually make finals. Yeah, uh, it was definitely, uh... 
a pleasant experience for myself. I was, uh, if I wasn't, had that paid for, I wouldn't have competed in that tournament. I, the previous two tournaments I did, uh, dead last and, uh, wow. just psychologically right out of it. And, uh, like I said, I approached you asking, uh, what your thoughts are, maybe get a hand. Cause yep. uh, playing at home alone or with my kids, they don't have uh, an idea how to approach, uh, yep. this or what the way to do. And like for, I'm play sports and it's, you know, you practice more or you, uh, yep. work harder. But uh, the psychological aspect of pinball is definitely... Uh, it overweighs yeah. almost all of it, especially at this type of event. Um, like, I know myself, I really worked hard on resting. You know, just getting out of my head, like, play your game and then sit down and just re- remove yourself from it. And in some ways, it's too bad because it takes you away from other parts of the show. Like, I didn't really get into the free play area much and stuff because I was just like, there's 20 hours plus of this, so... Rest my legs, rest my legs, rest my legs, and and in often the show it's much more fun to go around and see the other games and do whatever else. So, I think um, a couple people, Sean Lynn from from Vancouver, is uh, I've talked with him a number of times, and he says there's sort of two ways. You're either if you're serious about it or you're trying to be serious, it's like always resting, playing or always resting, and then for other people, it's like you're you know you're going around, you're seeing sights. I mean, we had people going to the West Edmonton Mall. Um, I know a handful of, uh, of the Vancouver Island people went down there. So you just sort of have to judge it for yourself. Like, you know, what it is that you're trying to do as far as, as, uh, you know, best result or best time, you know, because there's sort of two different things. Your best result probably won't be the most enjoyable time, but it'll give you your best result. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I found that amusing that, that, that we talked about it in the morning we talked that we, you know, later on we might talk about it and then you go out and you destroy me and a whole bunch of other people so good for you no the stars aligned and i, I think maybe having the kids that like uh, i was more interested in griffin's results yep. and uh and sasha i felt bad because she wasn't participating in the match play portion and yep. so uh yeah it was uh difficult for that but uh no like i said uh watching the kids play uh, and succeeding like when griffin, oh for sure uh, got his perfect round there i was uh yeah yeah that's true yeah. i forgot i didn't write that down but that is true you did get a token yes, I, I got an 11 <laughs> but the 12 got your token and Griffin I remember seeing you get that and that was awesome um, that, that's really cool and the, um, so Sasha for you when you were playing in the women's um, were there certain games that you enjoyed playing more than others or <laughs> he'll take care of that <laughs> ouch <laughs> probably a virus host of horrors oh yeah now you'd had a little bit of experience on that. Now, do you have one of those at home? Yeah. Oh, you do as well. Okay, because yes. I know that she also played it at uh, Lisa's place. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I know you've done well up there. You've impressed a lot of the women. Well, in the BC Championships, you you did, did a good job there too. That was really cool. So House of uh, Elvira, House of Horrors, and that's probably your favorite of the collection you have at home. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Griffin, how about you? Um, I like Elvira, Cactus Cannon, and Deadpool. Okay. I like Deadpool because you can actually last a little bit longer. Sure. Because it's in one of the newer games that you can last pretty long on. Yep. And I like uh, the Cactus Canyon because all the different shots, they're not that hard to hit. Nope, it's true. And the game is pretty straightforward itself. Yeah, I also find it funny. Uh, I like Cactus Canyon just for the humor in it and stuff. It's it's, it's hard to take that game seriously, so... So we got five kids and... Uh, four of them play. Uh, Aurora is a little bit more shy. And, sure. Uh, the youngest one's trying to get up there and play. She uh, Cypress played uh, when she was two. So. Oh wow. Yeah, she was able to get up there, and uh, 
like I said, uh, I brought the stool to show you her. It's, oh, it's she can definitely play. Yeah, I, I, we, uh, and we will check that out right after yeah. this. Yeah. But uh, no, like I said, I, I think it's a, a great activity. And uh, for the most part, they enjoy doing it. They still enjoy the video games. But uh, yeah. I like it because... Uh, well, it's, it's a, it's a family, family doing yeah. it together, right? And I mean, I, I think this is cool. I know in Ontario, there's sort of the Castleman family that's similar. A um, little older. I mean, I think Carter is now 17 or something and he's so he's just getting out of the youth uh out of the youth the group but mike and um oh, this is bad i'll have to check her lisa name lisa castle lisa lisa there we go yeah mike and lisa so so carter michael and lisa and the daughter that Paige, I think, was there. well and Paige was playing too you're right yeah. so there's four already so it is it is getting fairly close and i like that so we've got a West Coast version, an East Coast version. This is this is actually pretty cool. And I think it's the same too. I think you got the older son, and then it's all girls. And same us. Uh, I got Griffin, and then four girls. Okay, so the so the the women of BC have to worry coming forward because you know, here come the Lozons, and they're 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 coming to uh, to uh, make some noise. So that's awesome. That's yeah. really really cool. Sasha, is there is there anything that you find that you're that you want to get better at with pinball, or is there anything that uh, that <laughs> that you've uh, over the time you've played now? Because I know sort of you started about last year, like yeah. with with the events and stuff. So have you found things that you've gotten better at? Things that you're still working on? I've gotten better at like getting to know other games. Sure, rules, yeah. And that's good. And I think that's actually a really good thing because I think, especially being a younger player, you're going to find you have better capacity to hold those things because yeah. a lot of, and I'm going to use myself as an example of somebody who's almost 60 now who I can sort of hold like 10 or 15 games of rules and that's about it. After that, it's just all sort of, you know, I can learn a little bit about it, but that's it. So you've got this great ability and this elastic mind that's going to let you understand things um, to a much better level and then you should use that to your advantage for sure yeah my probably favorite game at Yagpin was Galactic Tank Force oh yeah yeah because it was really easy to hit the tank yeah it was <laughs> I, I, I we were t somebody was asking me for an opinion on the game and I thought well I hit the tank and then I hit the tank and after I did that I hit the tank and and I'm not sure what else is in there it sort of reminds me a little bit just a little bit of theater of magic, how, you know, shoot for the trunk, shoot for the trunk, shoot for the trunk. And when you're done shooting for the trunk, shoot for the trunk, you know. But, um, yeah, it was actually, I thought it was pretty funny, like uh, some of the videos that they had running in the background and stuff. It's always harder at a show to hear all the call-outs and everything because sometimes that's where the humor is. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I got, that was the first place that I played it too. I got to play that, and I got to play Weird Al Yankovic's game, which was uh, kind of fun. That was sort of over on the side, and... Uh, I look forward to I've got a friend back east that's uh, got one of those. So I think on my next trip, I'm going to try to actually do a more of a, uh, of a deep deep dive with him on it and uh, see what we can do. But that, that's awesome. Well, thank you guys for dropping in, um, for swinging by the studio and, and letting us know about Yagpin. And congratulations for the successes. Both both of you uh, meddled or, or you know won positions in the youth yeah, we both groups. got second. Yeah, which is awesome. I mean, that's something to be proud of. You know, more <laughs> trophies for the uh, for the mantle, and uh, and you know, the things are going to keep coming. So that was great, and uh, we look forward to uh, a bright future for both of you, and also for your dad. Dad's still got some stuff left in him. <laughs> Just keep paying. Thanks, guys. Thank you.
Hey Daryl, so uh, what are we talking about today? Well today I'm going to do a segment on yopsicles. Yopsicles? That's awesome. It's it's really hot here right now, so this will be cool. Well, not the yopsicles or popsicles you're thinking of, I think, Dan. Uh, I, I don't think I'd... Uh, These don't taste very good, Daryl. No, I think, yeah, yeah take, take the money out, yeah, Dan. Okay. No, stop that. <laughs> bad, bad, bad. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, this is something we talked about a few months ago, actually, maybe even quite a while ago. Yopsicles, which are a LED replacement that will replace the LED as well as the socket in a pinball machine. Uh, when we first talked about them, I'm trying to remember who we talked to about them. I think maybe one of the Up Island guys had been using them uh, to replace it. The, uh, the nice thing about them is at the time, uh, they were only available in white, maybe cool white, maybe warm white, but now they're multicolored. The big distributors are selling them like Comet, uh, which was kind of nice and become really mainstream. Now, brilliant idea. Uh, what happens in a lot of older games, and I've seen this dozens and dozens of times, especially on the coast, the lamp sockets become corroded. Mm-hmm. Um, over the years, they get damaged, and you, you know it's very frustrating. You stick a new LED in there, nothing happens. You know, you wiggle it around, it comes on. Um, first time the ball hits your your pop bumper, it goes off again. And um, your, the solution was, of course, to replace the socket and then put your LED. What the obstacles are are small circuit boards that um, it, it's specifically for insert lighting, uh, not not really for GIs or anything like okay. that. But they replace the socket and the LED with a flat circuit board that really bolts in. You still have to solder it, so okay. um, which you would anyway if you replaced your, your socket. Your socket, yeah. Yeah, uh, there's no question about that. But they're very easy to put in, um, as easy. And price is great, actually. Uh, it's about half the cost of an LED and a socket. Oh, wow. And um, and there's some instances like uh, some uh, Gottlieb's and some Stern's often have uh, lamp socket banks, big basically strips of metal where the, the lamp socket has been pressed into it at the factory, and they're impossible to fix. They're you know without without doing cheats like you know solder bridges and stuff like that, and make them look nasty. These will replace that whole bank of you know ten lamps you know, one at a time, of course. Mm-hmm. The downside of some of these are they don't work for GIs. So you're still going to have to replace those sockets, okay. you know, your general lighting around your game. Sure. Um, they require soldering, but I think anyone with an old game needs to learn to do at least basic soldering. Uh, you're going to run into it uh, no matter what you do. The final thing is they won't work on certain games, um, like the 6803 series in Valley. An example of that is 8-Ball Champ, or some of the System 6 games. In fact, most of them, uh, Firepower and Gorgar. Unfortunately, their lamp, the way they design the electronics, they don't they don't support it. What I put them in recently was a Panthera that I'm restoring. Oh, yeah. And had a, a dozens of sockets. In fact, they were all uh, visibly corroded or broken. And, uh, boy, it sure made a neat and clean installation. You get them, they lie flat on the, on the uh, play field, so it really mm-hmm. cleans things up. Uh, they solder amazingly well uh, with, with, the new, uh, with the new pads. And they look, I was really surprised how bright they are. Okay. For a single LED, uh, just just a great thing, and I'm I'm becoming more of an advocate for LEDs. I I, I was of a phase at one time that, well, originality is important, and sure. uh, but I've seen so many games where the back glass has been burned out, uh, you know, flaking because of the heat. Uh, the inserts on the playfield the same way, they they do get warm, and I think you can uh, tailor your you know the degree of brightness you want now, especially with these. They they seem to suit that era. They're not overly. Uh, intense or anything like that so you do get the same effect 
and you know you save your play field and you'll save your back glass with leds but and i guess in a minor extent too you'd also be saving a little bit of cash long term because uh, your running costs are cheaper uh, well that and that's important and also is a lot easier on older components uh a lot of those uh you know the connectors and um components have aged a lot yeah. uh, you'll, you'll see boards that are you know nearly black with heat this takes the load off them i mean your ideal thing is to rebuild those things but you can also get a lot of longevity just by, uh, you know, lowering the uh, the current draw from 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 LEDs. So yeah, I think uh, I give the obstacles uh, two popsicles up. Two popsicles <laughs> up, yeah, yeah, or maybe five balls up. Maybe we have a, maybe maybe we have a, a rating system. But yeah, you know, if you have to change uh, sockets, you know, c- certainly consider them for for an older game. That's awesome. Thanks, Daryl. So up next is an interview with uh, the winner of the uh, the B finals in the uh, match play uh, championship at Yagpin. Uh, this is Nick Green, and a uh, little bit of an interesting story. Nick and I almost played together about uh, five or six years ago as I was wrapping up and getting ready to come out to Victoria, and uh, you know uh, closing up my relationship with one of the leagues there. Nick came in about six months later, so. When I did finally meet him, it was actually during the remote challenge, the uh, internet uh, remote challenge, and we played, and we I shouldn't say we played, Nick beat me around the corners and, and knocked me out of the tournament, but uh, it was so good to actually meet him in person and find out what a, what a really cool guy he is, and uh, here's the interview. Hello again, it's uh, Dan Betterlick here from the Vancouver Island Pinball Podcast, and uh, we're actually in Edmonton uh, today. We are here at the Yagpin Pinball Festival. Uh, tournaments and all, and I'm really fortunate to uh, have with me a special guest here, Nick Greenan um, from Kitchener-Waterloo, uh, back in Ontario, and uh, the reason he's here is, well, Nick, why don't you tell him what you did? Uh, <laughs> I won B-Finals. Yeah, you won B-Finals. Uh, match play tournament. Yeah, and a huge, a huge, big tournament, 60, 60 players in, in the B division, yeah. um, you know, uh, and what were we ended up playing four rounds? I think it was uh, just yeah. in the playoffs. Four rounds. Uh, I think twenty-eight players made it in. Yep. So lots of people. Yeah, lots of people. Lots of really good players. Like the depth of the B division alone, it, it's sort of surprising because people hear that and they're like, "Oh," and it's like, uh, "No, these are really good players." Um, I speak as somebody who was in the B finals as well, but uh, didn't last as long as you did. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty hard. I had a lot of rough games, but ended up playing good and made it to the final four. Yep, and and uh, you, you, you took that pretty cleanly. I was there watching, watching, yeah. cheering you on. <laughs> um, we do sort of have a a, a past history uh, of you defeating me again in uh, in the uh, um, internet uh, remote challenge. Uh, oh, back that, in 2020. Yeah, we yeah. did that during COVID. That was the first time I got in contact with you, um, and uh, we had, we had this internet deal that. Uh, People around the globe were playing, and uh, I remember you walloped me pretty good. But uh, so, how long have you been playing competitively? Uh, about six years now. Okay. Started back in 2018. Okay. And you mentioned uh, just just off air, we uh, we were talking a bit. You started. You've always had a pinball for a long time. You have a pinball machine in your house, but you weren't playing it. Yeah. So, well, so what ended up causing you to start playing? So yeah, we had a NASCAR pinball machine. Okay. But I haven't. I didn't really play it much until my dad took me to some arcade in Waterloo called Pinup. Yeah, Pinup, which is uh, Che's uh, arcade that I've been to a couple times in uh, in, in uh, Waterloo. Yeah. Uh, Kitchener, I can't remember which it is, but KW. 
Um, but uh, yeah, a really nice place. Uh, it's one of those you pay a single fee to get in and uh, you can play as much as you want. Yeah, and I was having fun, so thought I'd start playing my game at home as well. Yeah, and then you entered a local league as well after that, yeah, right? Tri-City Pinball. Yeah, which which again, we were just passing each other here because I, I left Tri-Cities in 2018. I'll repeat that. I left uh, Tri-City in 2017 when uh, I retired, and then uh, next year is when you started playing there. Yeah. So it's really cool. And I hear you're hosting now, too? Yeah, I host. I have about 14 pinball machines. That's awesome. Do you have a favorite out of the 14? Uh, Iron Maiden. Okay. By Stern. Yeah, and that was actually what you you won this tournament on. That yeah. was that was the <laughs> final game. I remember that. Really cool. Yeah, that that's... Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. And, and in fact, you've got a father. Your father's here with you at the tournament, which is pretty cool. Sort of a family thing. Um, we're going to be interviewing Cosmo and his two kids as well. So we've got... Uh, a bunch of families here and that, that's really neat um, how have you found the venue uh, it's a great place there's a lot going on and there's uh, a couple hotels nearby and a lot of places to eat so it's pretty good yeah I'd agree there um, the hotel we're staying at is, is absolutely fantastic the breakfast has been good and then you're right there's a lot of variety of food around which sometimes can be a problem for these when we were in banning for Indus um, it was in an industrial area, and there was like literally nothing that you could walk to or whatever. Yeah. It was a great, great show. Don't get me wrong, but this really is is a lot easier, much more accessible, um, and a lot of fun. They've done a great job maintaining the machines. Um, yeah, all the games play great. Yeah, I, I found them pretty fair. I mean, I, I was a little worried. I hadn't been to Yegpin yet. I know Derek, and I know we talked to him a lot about the show over the last three years on the podcast, but I hadn't been. I've had an absolute blast. Um, uh, you know, but I was concerned about how hard the machine's supposed to be set up, but I found them mostly fair. You know, there's always going to be one or two outliers that sort of, you know, you have a, a, a one person has a rough time with. I know Mars Trek just did me wrong multiple times, but that's life, you know. Was there a favorite of yours, other than Iron Maiden, of course, because you won on that, but was there something that you played here that you really enjoyed? Uh, I think the ACDC Pro played pretty nice. Okay, cool. So in general, you're more of a fan of the modern games, like the Stern yeah. games and that? Yeah, my favorite's moderns. And that, that makes sense. But uh, again, today we had the, the classics, uh, and you made that as well in the top 40. Yeah. Um, I know that was a very early uh, session, and that's never an easy thing for anybody. So. Yeah, 8 a.m. start. Yeah. I, uh, I got to pick games. So okay. I picked, I picked Embryon, uh, Jungle Queen, and... Alien Star. Oh yeah, that's yeah. actually a pretty good bank. Actually, all things being yeah. equal, yeah. I think that was the best bank here. So, first game, three house balls didn't mm. go well. Yeah. <laughs> second game just played bad, and third game I came second. Well, you know what? You put up some points, and again, you're you're also playing these smaller banks now. When you're down to three, one game really does hurt you. It's yeah. hard to climb back. You can do it, but it's hard because um, yeah. you know you everybody else is giving it their best but that means that you know you placed in both in in both of the tournaments that you were here for and that sounds like you've had a good time uh, you thinking about coming back yeah i'll definitely come back again that's cool that's and i'm sure derek will be happy to hear that and i mean hats off again to him all the volunteers that have been here and uh you know uh, putting on such a great show this is i think their sixth or seventh year now um the size of it is amazing it plays really well. Have you gone to a lot of tournaments outside of uh, Ontario yet, or like? Uh, yeah, I have been to a few. Okay, any any that you've found really fun? 
Uh, yeah, Free Play Florida. Okay. I've, I've been That's a couple nice. times. Uh, Cleepin. Oh, yeah, Cleepin. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. Yep. Yeah, that's fun. Okay. And um, I'm going to the Beast in a couple weeks. Ah, that's the one Buffalo. that uh, Jeff Teolis is running in yeah. uh, Pocketeer Billiards, right? Yeah. Yeah, that that's awesome. Yeah, that one looks really good. I For all the time I was in Southern Ontario, I never got to Pocketeer. I wish I had because it looks like an amazing location. Yeah, I haven't been there yet, but it looks pretty good. Yeah, for I mean, especially for a secondary business at a billiards hall, and they've got this yeah. amazing collection. <laughs> Well, Nick, congratulations on an awesome, well-earned win, um, and it's been great meeting you in person now, and uh, you know, all the luck in the future, my friend. Yeah, thanks a lot. Cheers. Bye. Alberta bound, Alberta bound. It's good to be Alberta bound. Well, hello again, everybody. It's uh, Dan Betterlick here with the Vancouver Island Pinball Podcast. I'm here with Daryl and our special guest, Derek Thompson from Yagpin. Uh, Derek, how you doing? Hey guys, I'm alive. I was gonna say, so you finally got a little bit of sleep. <laughs> yeah, I took a little bit, that's for sure. Uh, you know, it's it's long days, and uh, there's a lot of hard work that goes uh, for the setup of the uh, you know uh, of the uh, expo, and then you know the the time spent uh, in event uh, is just you know 16 hour days, and then of course you have the teardown, which no one wants to do. And, uh, you know, that's the most important part to try to get out of there in time, uh, you know, before a rent agreement uh, expires. So it was uh, wild and quick, uh, you know, 12 day turnaround from, you know, starting the preparations of the show and all the way down to the teardown. So uh, completely exhausted. Absolutely. But uh, event went well. And uh, I think a lot of people really enjoyed it. Well, I, I, I can only really speak for myself, although I did talk to many people who was at the show, uh, many friends from back in Ontario, some from the States, some from Alberta as well. And, and we had a contingent of uh, Islanders there. We had, uh, I think, 10 or 11 Islanders with us and then another probably the equal number from uh, the BC mainland. Everybody spoke highly of it. Everybody kept talking about uh, Yagpin 2024. Um, you know, like already people are making plans. So uh a heck of a product. Uh, this was my first one. Uh, I've, I've obviously interviewed you. We've talked uh, a number of times, but uh, I hadn't been able to manage to get there. And I'm kicking myself because I had such a great time. Um, I'm even going to somehow try to convince Daryl to get out to one of these because he's originally from Alberta. So, so you know, he, I mean, from the other city in Alberta, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we won't hold that against them. No, no, I know. I, I saw lots of people from that southern city come up. So um, everybody gets along. But yeah, I mean, all things about it. The were you always in Millennium Place or Millennium Place, or was this has last couple of years, or how? What is the history of the show that way? Yeah, we very we had very humble beginnings. I think just like any other. Uh, show that starts off so our first show i think we had like 75 pinball machines and you know we had a i don't know eight um uh, pinball machine tournament uh was a pump and dump i believe at the time and that was at yellowhead inn so that was our very first year um then we were like okay well we could actually do this and pull this off uh so we ended up taking a look at another facility and ended up moving into the aviation museum uh, for the next uh, couple of years uh, for the show. And uh, so that expanded the show a little bit and we were able to get in about 125 machines into that facility and extended out our tournaments into, you know, we had a, a main and a classic uh, tournament and then um, branched out into eventually a women's tournament as well too. 
And then we were like, okay, well, you know, that's been great in the museum, but, you know, we'd like to really try to expand the show if we could. And we don't really have any more power uh, that we can do within the facility that we have. So uh, we took a look at, you know, various other facilities around and, and nailed off with uh, uh, Millennium Place. And uh, we've been there for the past three years for the show. And, um, you know, just a wonderful, top-notch, first-class facility uh, that has something for everybody in it. Um, you know, it's a, has a full recreation um you know area in there for families uh it's got free parking it's got hotels near it it's got restaurants all near it it's in a great suburb in Sherwood park um there's just so many pluses um that you know led us to uh, moving the show there and then as well as expandable and then in the first year we only had the one arena and then okay. last year we actually moved it up into uh both arenas as as it was this year as well. I mean, speaking from somebody that's coming from, you know, out of out of province uh, coming into this, I can totally agree. You know, I didn't know much about Edmonton uh, prior to prior to being there. And, you know, Sherwood Park to me was what well, it's, it's a suburb, um, you know, and I, I didn't really know anything about it. But that venue itself, you're you're almost underselling it when you when you're talking, because, I mean, the host hotel, uh, the Best Western Plus, you know, is five minute or less walk. You know, it's just basically, uh, uh, you know, down the street to, to the venue. The hotel's amazing. The staff was incredible. They were opening uh, the hot tub area for us longer to, you know, for those of us that were trying to soak sore feet and sore backs, you know, and, and, they, and the breakfasts were amazing. It was just a really, really great package. Um, and you're right. The venue was amazing. One of the things that I found weird is I walked around sort of in between rounds and they had an indoor uh, skating rink, but not a regular rink. It had like artificial trees in it. And it was more like an outdoor rink put inside, like a pond rink almost. Um, that was really cool. Yeah, they've got all sorts of great facilities in there. Swimming pool, wave pool. They've got, you know, full skating rinks. They've got the small skating rink there that you've seen. Uh, they've got a climbing wall that's in there for kids. They've got uh, a little arcade room for, um, you know, teenagers or, or small kids to, to go right, into. Right, yeah. Yeah, there's just so many really cool little things. They even have daycare there um, that I didn't know about until uh, uh, this year. And okay. uh, some people took advantage of that as well, too, that brought young kids. So just so many really awesome amenities uh, that is there for the show and, and just helps us to go ahead and sell the show uh, on a year-to-year -year basis by having the top-notch venue we do. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're incredibly fortunate and you're also incredibly well organized with it. I mean, I know from the sign in to everything else, um, I was talking with Daryl, you know, that I, I only got about an hour and a half in a free play area and that was nowhere near long enough. But I was the tournament area was so cool that I couldn't help but sort of stay over there. Um, but yeah, the facilities were great. How many machines were there on free play this year? Uh, there was about a hundred and. 30, I believe, pinball machines in the free play area and then another, you know, 120 uh, pinball machines in the uh, tournament room. So altogether, we had 250 pinball machines uh, throughout the weekend. And on the Thursday and Friday, you had only access to the 130. But then on the Saturday and Sunday, we opened up the tournament room and you'd have access to, you know, just over 200 pinball machines over the entire weekend. 
Yeah, just just massive. And they were running so well. Barely saw machines down. Your crew was great. They were getting on stuff as quick as they could. I know we had a a Pink Panther incident in the first, uh, it was my group, um, that, uh, that, you know, somehow the button got pushed into the cabinet. I've never seen that before in my life. (laughs) Yeah, you'll uh, see some strange stuff, man, when you have uh, that many people playing, uh, you know, the machines at the same time and that many games, like, you know, over 100 tournament games like who does that you know the, the only other tournament that i know of was pinberg yeah. and you know you run into a multitude of different issues because you're running into a multitude of different era of machine and some of those machines are you know their location machines some of them are collector's machines and you just run into you know various issues with each single one of them that's there so there's a lot of complexity that's involved we learned a lot from our first year and okay. we had a lot more technicians on site this year to be able to resolve those issues. Uh, also in the free play area as well, too, because, you know, we, we want to cater to both ends. But I think we did a lot better job this year on managing the breakdowns. And when we did have breakdowns, we had enough um, spare machines that were there uh, where people were able to just go ahead and jump on a machine without disrupting the tournament too much. No, agreed. Like I, like I say, in our example, you know, they looked at Pink Panther, they said, look at, you know, these are not standard buttons. This is not a standard setup. We're going to take you somewhere where you're going to play your game on this machine. And um, I think it might have been Jordan that was doing our group at the time. And it was just like, bang, 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 bang. And it was fabulous because, you know, we weren't being held back. The rounds went quickly. This is all from the match play championship. And um, yeah, no, it, it was really well done. It was really smooth because, um, you know, I guess, quote unquote, you know, in, in brackets, you know, a catastrophic game failure, like something like a button, you know, a flipper button no longer being uh, usable, you know, is not something you can really plan for a lot, especially on on something that's older. But bam, you guys had it done. And and, you know, uh, later on, the machine was back up and running, I believe. So, you know, that's amazing. Yeah. And again, to the credit to our technicians that are able to, you know, address those situations uh, right after the round is over. And I think, you know, when people say, well, you know, the machine just said a little tough and, oh, well, the rounds, you know, they, they don't take very long. Well, you have to realize as well that we do that on purpose so that each round we can work on the machines as well, too, afterwards and be able to go ahead and get those up for the next round. And it just gives the technicians that much time to diagnose the issues be able to go ahead and get the right parts to go ahead and make sure that we can go ahead and get those machines up and running for the next round. So I thought we did a much better job this year in the show, um, keeping those machines going. Um, we did a lot of testing beforehand as well, too, to make sure, you know, we tried to, you know, get every single bug out of them that we could. And of course, mm-hmm. you know, the first round happens and whole bunch <laughs> goes down as usual. Yep. Um but we got through it and we had a lot of good spirit machines that were there that weathered the storm. And then we were able to calm things down after that first round and be able to really address a lot of the issues where we just didn't have that opportunity to, to get to because we just didn't have the play on them uh, like happened in practice in, in, in the first round of the competition. No, total, totally understand that. And uh, how was attendance and stuff? Did it did it meet your expectations, or were you even uh, a little bit over? Um, yeah, for sure, it was well attended again this year. So another big bump, another I think another twenty five percent increase in attendance again this year. And uh, and again, tournament as well was well attended. We had one hundred sixty one and last year, and I think we had uh, one ninety seven this year. So. Again, you know, we're getting close to that 240 uh, mark that we want to be at with the tournament and for the mm-hmm. full sellout of it. And hopefully people enjoyed themselves and are telling all their friends uh, how much uh, they, they missed a great show. And 
uh, see what we can do, uh, you know, if we put on the show next year. Yeah, no, I, uh, we, oh, I, I don't even like hearing if we put on the show. I understand that, <laughs> but uh, it's like, please do, because uh, I can tell you, you'll have the same contingent or likely larger from the island uh, at a minimum, because for so many people, it was their first show away. Um, there's a handful of people here who have been to shows elsewhere. A couple of us went, I guess six of us went down to this, but there was a number of people, uh, half of the group, basically, that that was their first ever large scale show and they loved it. Um, you know, and they loved all the facilities because one of the other things was, as you mentioned, there's so much good food in the area. You could walk to, you know, at least, I don't know, eight, 10 different restaurants all within, you know, all within walking distance of the hotel and the facility. Um, you couldn't do that in between rounds, but you could do that, you know, when when we had our uh, meal break and then, of course, afterwards um, and stuff. And it was just great to have that variety and have it all there. You're not car bound. Um, yeah, that was really cool. And then for me, you know, it was it was just really cool meeting up again with people, you know, hanging out with Jeff and and uh, Mike and, uh, you know, and Julie and everybody, you know, getting to see the Ontario people, getting to see the uh, Calgary people that I knew, too. And and even Brennan from uh, now from uh, uh, Regina, I guess now he's moved. He keeps moving away from Victoria. <laughs> he was in Calgary before and now he's in Regina. So it, it it's just a really cool place. And I can't say more strongly that that if you're in canada and you're looking for something to do in the summer you want a big scale event this is the event yeah i appreciate that and uh, like i say uh we've always found that yake pin is a social experience you know and, and the match play championship just exudes that um i know lots of people aren't into competition pinball but honestly the way that that tournament is set up it really is such a great social experience for the people that are in it. You don't even have to be a tournament player to enjoy it. Um, we're so lucky to have that format that we have. We're so lucky to have the collector base that we have that we can, you know, go ahead and collect 250 pinball machines uh, for the entire week and be able to set up that show the way that we do. We're just uh, very blessed to be able to be able to have the support that we have from our volunteers, from our donors, uh, from our sponsors, just you know, everybody pitches in to be able to make that show happen. And without all of that support, there's no way uh, that we could put on an event this size uh, within Canada. So, you know, kudos to my entire team because it takes an army to go ahead and make sure that, you know, that show runs the way that it does. Yeah. And speaking as somebody who has no, you know, no stake in the game, no, no horse in the race. Thank you to all of you. Um, because yeah, it, it was one hell of an experience and that's somebody who's been to Pinburg, you know, half a dozen times and been to other places. This was top notch and this was such a blast. Um, you know, I'm, I'm already making my plans for 2024, so you better run it, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no pressure, right? So, no, no pressure at all, but no, it's, yeah. uh, we always like know, to temper expectations, right? Because like I say, it, it does take a lot to run it. And, it uh, you know, it all, it is all volunteer based uh, w within our show. So, you know, we have to have the support. We have to have the support from our entire team in order to run this because, you know, you see the size of the event, you see the scope of the event, and we need to make sure that we have the commitment uh, first before anybody, uh, with everybody, uh, before we go ahead and announce anything. So. Of course, we would love to go ahead and put on uh, another yep. show. Uh, you know, we, we intend to do that every single year. 
but we always make sure to have our ducks in the row first and make sure that we can put it on in the way that we want to put it on because I don't want to do something half-assed. I don't want to have half the people. I, w- I don't want to have half the machines and not be able to uh, meet the expectations that people now have for the show. This is a world-class show. Uh, people are expecting certain things when they come to the show and we want to be able to deliver it. So, you know, what I can tell you is if we put on the show, the show is going to be great because every time we put it on, it's been great. And if we're not able to make it great, then we will no longer do it because that's the expectation that I have uh, for myself and my team when it comes to running it. Totally, totally fair, Derek. And and yeah, I'm, I'm not actually trying to put pressure on you. And, and I know that I, I'm sure just from running other things, nothing pinball related, but other things that, you know, right after it is always the time. Do I really want to go through all this again, regardless of how much fun you've had at that moment? You re- you're also exhausted. So, you know, uh, we all thank your entire group, you know, the entire uh, the volunteers, the do- people making uh, donations and everything else. We thank them for what they've done. Um, we appreciate it. And, uh, you know, if, if uh, all things work out, it will be wonderful to be back there again. I can just say it was a great time uh, this year. And uh, and yeah, it's, uh, hopefully we do get together again next year. Yeah, no, it's great. I'm, we always appreciate the feedback, right? So, and uh, a number of people, you know, came up to us throughout the weekend. And uh, and we are, we're so appreciative of the support that we get. You know, and like I say, we can put on the best show that we can, but ultimately if people don't show up, then it's not going to be a great show. So it takes two to tango. And uh, I'm just glad that we're able to have something like this in Canada. I'm glad we're able to do this in, you know, my home province and in my home city. And uh pretty proud of our entire team being able to go ahead and deliver this. And it's so great to hear people like you that, you know, first timers that were so excited to come and we met your expectations and even so that you want to come back next year. And that's really what we want. We want that repeat business. We want people uh, to come back and we want people not only to come back, but to also bring five friends with them as well. So that's kind of how we roll, right? Yeah, sounds good, my friend. I won't keep you any longer. Thank you so much for everything you're doing. And um, we'll definitely, you know, we'll, we'll see each other at a show before Yegpin, but uh, uh, much appreciation again. Yeah, thanks, guys. Really appreciate having you on again. And uh, yeah, it's uh, good to hear from you. Well, folks, that's a wrap on episode 27 of the Vancouver Island Pinball Podcast. Well, I got to grudgingly admit, Dan, that Edmonton sound like a great place, even though I'm from Calgary. I'll, uh, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll be magnanimous about that. Uh, okay. We'd also like to thank our band, Stompin' Ian and the Wild Roses, with their big hit, Heading North. Tech suggestions and feedback? VIPinballPodcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow, Daryl and Dan.